What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the betting show for Sherdog.com as we look ahead to a massive weekend uh, in the world of mixed martial arts. No, maybe no massive fights, but lots of fights. There is UFC, there's Bellator, uh, there's Eagle FC, I think there's even some uh, LFA and other stuff. So lots and lots of cards. And by the time this comes out, uh, the Invicta card will probably have already happened. So a lot of stuff to... to uh, to get the uh, the appetite whetted for uh, for the weekend for MMA fans, I'm sure uh, our our dude Caposa will be uh, very very busy this weekend watching it all, as I'm sure lots of people listening to this and watching this as well will be. Uh, if you haven't yet, please subscribe, please give a thumbs up, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever it might be, or if you're watching on YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube as well, just a reminder that these uh, Sheehan shows are all over uh, on uh, our audio feeds now as well, there's newly up in the last maybe month or so, and they're all up there, I think we're around 60 episodes in now, uh, if you search Sherdog uh, on the audio platforms, it'll come up there, <clears throat> and you get all of our Sherdog podcasts there as well, or if you just go Sherdog.com, uh, you'll see this post there, probably on the on the front page, and uh, in that will be a link to the Spotify and other place. So very easy to find. Um, give me a give me a tweet at Sean if you can't find it, and I'll help you out. Uh, so uh, yeah, get listening, get uh, get subscribing, and get uh, give give the thumbs up. But today is for the betting show, and uh, we'll we'll get straight into. It. I must say as well, please bet responsibly. Uh, don't bet more uh, than you can, and even bet bet less than that. Uh, it would be uh, it would be very very advisable. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have some fun with it. Two bets came off last week. I was very very happy with that. Uh, after a couple of very very bad weeks, so I'm back on uh, back. Back to winning ways, hopefully. Anyway, so we'll uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see how it goes this week. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy with uh, with last week showing, and uh, hopefully this week will be uh, will be good again. Still no flyer. My flyer bet this week is a little bit a little bit lower, a little bit easier maybe. But we'll uh, we'll get to that in uh, in a minute. But yeah, I think I'm all for eight now on flyers, so that's not great. But. I have a round of just over 50%, I think, on my uh, four bets for the week. So that's not bad. If you get two out of four bets every week, I think... uh I think that's doing pretty well. Now, I usually give lots of uh, plus money bets as well. So I think for the year, if anyone wants to go back and add it all up, I think, I think I'd probably be on. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, I'm. Uh, this is not, you know, this is not units. This is not betting expert show. This is an MMA show of, uh, for people who maybe like a bet at the weekend and stuff. And I appreciate it as well. I got lots of good comments and everything like that. So I appreciate all of that from everyone. But no one wants to hear that. Let's get straight into the bets. Uh, the first bet I'm going for, I'm going to start at the UFC main event. Um, and also, before I, I get into all my bits, funnily enough, you, usually I, you, you know, I have a few fighters, um, <clears throat> sorry, as I cough myself to death, uh, I usually have a few props, a few fighters, all my four bets this week are props, all of them, so I don't know how it happened, it just did, did happen, and I could have changed it to, to make, uh, make a few not props, but I'm going with it anyway, because I, uh, I, I like them all. Honestly, I, I really like all my bets this week. Uh, so I, I'm going with them. Anyway, first one from the UFC main event. I'm going for um, Santos versus Ankalaev over 2.5 rounds at minus 155. Um, the main reason I've gone for that is how Santos has been fighting the last while. You know, everyone knows what happened against John Jones. It was obviously a very close fight. Um, he hurt his knees after that. And, you know, he's fights since he has... You know, he's had some good performances against, uh, you know, against um, Johnny Walker, uh, especially last time out. But his fights against Glover Teixeira and uh, and Rakic were not as good. But 
he looked noticeably slower, I thought, in them. And not, uh, and slower not even in, in speed-wise, like slower in his want to throw and his want to uh, to let things go. Now, I thought the same was uh, for Johnny Walker, and I actually picked the over in his fight as well, and that didn't go very well. But I think f- maybe looking back at that fight, it was more Santos than Walker. Now, definitely wa- Johnny Walker was part of it. But Santos, I think, has been fighting a slower pace. You know, he's 15 wins by knockout, but he's six by decision, um, and, and nine altogether in his career by decision. If you look at his last, uh, three of his last four have gone to a decision. So I think that kind of tells you something about the way he's kind of changed the John Jones fight. Okay, he lost by rear naked choke to Glover, and that was in the third round as well. So, you know, this bet <laughs> every time in the last four fights, uh, it, it would have won. So, um, or, or being close. Oh, let me look at that one again. Uh, uh, the 2.5 round. No, I would have won in that one. But it, three out of the last four, I would have won in. So I think, that, look, Ankalaev then on the other side of it, he is. He's not, not the opposite, I would say that, but he is a guy who will wait for his shot as well and take it at the right time while being more active in between bits. You know, um, I, I think he's a really, really good fighter. If I had to go for someone straight up here to win, I would definitely go for him. Uh, we get to his price later on, but I believe he's a a big price. But I uh, I do think this is one of those fights where Ankeliev will take time to pick him apart. It's five rounds as well. Um it's a tough matchup for for both guys, I suppose, in terms of picking the guy apart, in terms of taking time to do that. And I don't think Tiago Santos will be an easy out for Ankalaev. Now, I don't think Ankalaev will be easy out for Tiago Santos either. It's not one of those ones where I see a big knockout early. I you know, I could absolutely be wrong, especially at the heavier weights. Who knows? But I like that bet. I really, really like it. And uh, yeah, I, I think. Um, I think the over 2.5 rounds at minus 155 makes a lot of sense here. I do think Santos, as, as you know, the later the fight goes, will will kind of take over a little bit and will land. But, you know, f- over five rounds as well against someone like Santos, who is, who is, you know, before the John Jones fight, maybe he wasn't known for it. But from that fight and after that as well, I, th- I think he's gotten better in uh, in that sort of longer distance. You know, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think that's... That's a good bet to start off minus one five five. Not the biggest money in the world or anything like that, but <coughs> I'll, I'll call it. I, I'm going to call this one a short thing. I'm going to call it a short thing, but probably not. Anyway, uh, right. Uh, let's let's move on slightly from that. I'm going to move to the Bellator main event now. I'm going to go back and forth between UFC and Bellator here. I'm going to go to the Bellator main event, and I'm going to go give the opposite bet here, kind of. Well, it was the over two point five runs last one. This one for Burnell versus Barracks. I'm going to say it doesn't go to a decision. And that is plus one three five. And now, it's an odd, it's a kind of an odd one because this fight isn't too dissimilar to that one, in that you have one guy in Burnell who is a relatively big favorite, not as big as as Ankalaev. I don't think, as I said, we we'll get to that in a while. Uh, against Barrocks is a guy who does wait an awful lot, uh, and then throws that big shot, that big fly near. He looks for his, uh, you know, his big shot. Um, Burnell is very different, I think. Than Denankalai have done lots of different ways, and it's it's a lower weight class as well. So we'll forget about the comparison for a second. But if you look at Burnell, right, I've seen him obviously fight an awful lot, considering he was in the UFC and then he came to Cage Warriors, which obviously I cover a lot over here in uh, in this part of the world. Um, he he is a really really good guy in all areas. If he can get Barracks to the ground, I think he can finish him. I think he can finish him on the feet if he gets uh, enough of a go at it, if he kind of takes over. Now, I don't think it'll be uh, that easy or anything like that. I, I wouldn't, I'm not calling like he's going to win by knockout, but I also think Barrocks 
if he lands that big shot, he can finish anyone in that division. He really can. He hits so hard. That flying knee. Uh, he's patient. He's very, very accurate. It's a very even fight. A very, very even fight. And I really, really like it. But I think it will actually be a slow-paced fight for long periods. But I do think the periods in which the pace is upped by either guy could in in a, in a, a, in a finish. Because... If Barrox is able to up the pace and land his big shot or his big knee, he could get the finish. If uh, Burnell ups the pace, gets the fight to the ground, I think he he could absolutely uh, submit Barrox. Now, you know, neither of them have lost too many times, especially Barrox. I think he's only lost one once. So, you know, getting getting the, either of those lads out of there is going to be a tough one. But when you reach that level, when you're at the, the very, very top level, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes... Uh, big differences kind of expose themselves, if you get me. Like, I, I have just have a feeling that Burnell's kind of fast-paced jiu-jitsu wrestling game might be a little bit too much for Barrocks. Now, my, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. And Barrocks is good in the ground. He can fight everywhere. Absolutely don't get me wrong. But I just think Burnell is a different sort of level. And I remember talking to, to someone who... Um, I don't know if they rolled with Burnell, but they uh, they knew Ver- Burnell very very well and been at a good few of his fights. And they told me like this guy is is one is what he's one of those guys that you don't really realize how good he is until like you're up close and personal with him. <laughs> you know, he's just so slick on the ground, um, devastating, just a, a, a nightmare to fight. You know, so I think. Um, yeah, I would pick Burnell to win it, in fairness. I think he will win, and he, I think he will get the submission. But absolutely, on the feet, Boris can get as well. I think the pace, if Burnell ups it against the cage and lands some shots, we saw him against um, against Sal Rogers landing some good shots against him against the cage before he took him down, you know... Uh, Burnell, I think, will be trying to push that pace. He'll be trying to push Barks against the cage and try to get him down. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, the cardio issues are a big thing as well. Um, and I must say with this, and this is the thing I will say a lot over the over the coming weeks, because the five rounds in Bellator is very, very new. Um, and um, Burnell has fought for the cage warriors before, if I'm not mistaken. I think. So he'd be preparing for five rounds before... Um, it it's going to be different for for even if you have prepared for five rounds before or if you haven't, the fact that it's uh, something that has been brought into the promotion that main events are now all going to be five rounds. The difference in those fights and the difference in preparation and the lack of preparation time for lots of the guys going into them is going to make a difference. I think in a lot of these fights and it's going to factor into some of this. And obviously, you know, if you're looking for someone to finish inside the distance, well, if you five rounds uh, over three rounds, it's obviously an advantage because there's two more rounds to finish them. So uh, I, that's another reason why I've gone for it to uh, to uh, to finish inside the. I think it doesn't go to the decision. Plus 135. Uh, I like that bet, and I'm going for that. Um, the next bet I'm going for then is the co-main event in the Bellator card. I'll stick with Bellator for a second. And I'm going for Phil Davis versus Julius Anglicus. Um to go to a decision this time at minus 190 so it's all decisions here it's all props but look anyone who's seen phil davis fight over the last few years um although he, you know some of the some of these fights he has kind of up the pace and he has fought a little bit better we, we kind of know like 
he is not the most exciting fighter in the world. He's not a fighter who is going to see someone in peril up the pace and finish it. He is a guy who is happy to go to a decision, happy to pull a guy to a ground, happy to finish the fight like that. And I'm not criticizing that too much, honestly. It's if he, a smart fighter is a good fighter, absolutely. But that does lead to long, drawn-out fights. And against someone like Anglicus, who... Um, I, I did a, a preview on his title fight against Nimkov, and I really, really like him as a fighter. I think he's very, very good. Um, I think he <clears throat> he can jab well. He's slick. He hits hard. We saw him against Nimkov. He almost knocked him out uh, at one stage, uh, but he just kind of got overtaken, I think, uh, by Nimkov in that fight. Um, and... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he landed a few shots on Davis here and maybe won a round or two. Like, I... If you look at the new scoring criteria, obviously, which I, I talk a lot about, anyone who knows me knows that. Davis's game, at times, where he's kind of jabbing from the outside, not landing anything too hard, and then taking guys down, maybe not landing massive ground bound. Although his ground bound can be very good at times, don't get me wrong. Uh, that is not made for the scoring criteria. You know, it's not... It's not the best game in the world for the criteria. And if Anglicus can land a few power shots, maybe if you knock him down once around or hurt him badly uh, in, in, a ra- in a round or two, <clears throat> I could see him winning a, a couple of them. Now, do I see him finishing Davis? No. Do I see Davis finishing him? N- not in defeat anyway. Maybe on the ground with ground and pound, but not really either. So I think the fight to go to the decision, minus 190, I think that's good. Um... I, I don't think either of them will get the finish, as I said. I think it'll be a relatively even fight with Davis kind of just ahead. Uh, but you never know with, with, um, with MMA. Like, Phil Davis has been around for a long, long time, and Anglicus now has tasted what it's like to be at the very top. He's tasted what it's like to be against some of the best people in the world. And I'm sure he'll want to stay uh, in that ebb, but he'll also want to up his game and reach the next level like sometimes you see guys they get to title fights like that they lose and then it's kind of the last we ever see of them you know but some guys get to title fights they lose and they realize okay this is what i need to do i need to up this this and this and then they become a really really great fighter they become an even better fighter you know gsp i suppose is, is the greatest example losing to, to matthews back in the day and uh, you know there are obviously uh, other examples uh, as well i'm sure down through the years i uh, like look francis singanu as well is a great example they, they kind of get back on the horse and they, they, they go uh, go hard at it next time could Ang- and well not next time for Francis but you get me uh, over the next few fights could that be Anglicus I don't know so I'm, I'm waiting on that I'll tell you after this fight maybe but for this fight I like it um, to uh, go to decision minus 190 um and right i the last uh straight up bet here uh, is another fight to go to a decision and that is um robertson again uh, versus uh aldrich to uh to go to a decision um I, look, I've been a I've been a big admirer of, of JJ Aldrich. She comes out, she wears the Irish colours. I like Gillian Robertson as a fighter as well. I was looking like Aldrich is plus one ten and we will get to those odds obviously in a second as well. I was thinking of that straight up. When I saw the, the fight to go to a decision at um at plus one hundred I, I couldn't swear away from that. I think whoever wins this, I think it's going to uh I think it's gonna to go to a decision, you know, um 
JJ Aldrich is very, very good boxing, but she's not exactly, you know, a knockout artist or anything like that. She's eight decision wins out of her uh, out of her ten wins. You know, her last four in a row have all gone to uh, to a decision, and she had five in a row before the one uh, knockout loss to Macy Barber before that, or even more six in a row, uh, I think, uh, before that. So you know, she's not exactly uh, a person who's in lots of. She doesn't get finished very easily, and she doesn't finish people very easily. And if you look at uh, Jillian Robertson as well okay she doesn't have as many decisions but like six of her 16 fights have gone to a decision three of her last four have gone to a decision now against Miranda Maverick Talia Santos and Paulia Botello okay she did finish Priscilla Cachoeira who lots of people do to be fair and that's that's a bit harsh but you but you know what I mean so I, I just feel like she's becoming a little bit of, uh, you know, some fighters go out there and they, they throw everything on the line and they get a finisher, they, they don't get a finish. I feel like she has become more well-rounded and more of a safe fighter, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. But, um yeah, I, I think this is going to be a close one. I think Gillian Robertson will be looking for, um I think she'll be looking for, for takedowns here. She'll be looking for the submission. JJ Aldrich's hands, I'm always a big fan of JJ Aldrich's hands. I think she'll be looking to, to keep the fight on the feet and, and um, maybe knock her out and that could lead to a bit of stalemate I could see long periods against the cage I could see Robertson trying to kind of wear her out a little bit and I could see Aldridge kind of jabbing away at her from distance if she can keep the fight there so yeah I think this is a very very good bet to go to a decision plus 100 uh, I think you can't really stray away from that I really uh I really do like that as uh, as a bet here so um yeah let me let me know if, if you like that one the last bet here, and I will go through the bets uh, a little bit more uh, uh, fully here in a second, but my flyer bet for the week, and I've kind of ran through these because it's it's the uh, uh, it's the props, I think, but I will go go through the fights in general in, in a second as well, and more of them because there are lots of fights to go, but uh, I'm going for an Eagle FC fight in my flyer of the week, and I'm going for Ricky Bandejas to beat Ray Borg straight up at plus 450. Now... I was very surprised to see this was plus 450. I thought Ray Borg would be uh, a favourite. I thought, you know, Bandeas might be like plus 250, maybe plus 300. But when I saw him plus 450, I was like, well, that has to be my flyer for the week. I'm a big fan of Ricky Bandeas. I think he's a very, very good fighter. Uh, he hits very, very hard. He's a finisher. And I like guys like that, you know, for a my flyer bet, who... Can be losing a fight, losing a fight, losing a fight. Next thing, bang, they've won the fight. <laughs> you know? And I, I saw it firsthand when he fought Franz Malambo here in Ireland. He did that. He was losing that fight. Bang, knocked him out. He knocked out James Gallagher as well a little bit earlier. Obviously, but he was losing that fight as well. This I could see this happening against Ray Borg. Ray Borg, you know, is a smaller guy as well for 135. Banez is a tall guy uh, at that weight class. Um... I could see him landing a few jabs, even keeping him on the outside. Borg comes in and Borg eats a couple of shots like Ray Borg in his last fight. Ended up winning it in the end, but had a, if I remember correctly, had a very, very bad first half of that fight. It was one of those fights. It was, uh, you know, he won the first half and his, or he, his opponent won the, the first half and he won the, the, the second half. So if Bandeas can start well, which he usually doesn't, uh, and, you know, Borg doesn't start well, I, I think... 
it's one of those ones where Bandez could absolutely do this. Like, this is a much, much more even fight. I said plus 250, 300. I think it's even closer than that, honestly. And when I saw plus 450, I, I had to go for Bandez here. I, I just, like, I just would will bet on that power. You know, I will bet on his finishing ability. I like guys like that finishing. Like, that's kind of why I went for Barracks Burnell as well, uh, to, to not go to a decision. Because I think Burnell will win, but he, I can't really bet against Barracks' finishing ability because he is a finisher, and, you know, and... and can land that big shot. And I think Bandeas is the same. Okay, he's not the best fighter in the world, not the most well-rounded fighter, although he is a well-rounded fighter. He can wrestling, he's good jiu-jitsu, and he's very, very good striking and all of that. Don't get me wrong, but he is a finisher as well, and I, I give him a big chance in this fight against Ray Bark. Look, if it was straight up, I'd probably just about go for Ray Bark, but I uh, I do like Bandeas, and I think him at plus 450, I think that's a good flyer of the week for a straight up, just win the fight bet. You know, he could win it by decision, he could win it by a knockout or submission or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going for Bandeas on, uh, on that card. Um... Right, so those are my five bets, and I'll, I'll go back over them at the end again. Let's run through some of the other bets uh, from uh, from the weekend here uh, very, very quickly. As I said, there's lots of uh, lots of cards this weekend, lots of uh, lots of fights to get through. So uh, let's uh, let's go through it here a little bit. One quick mention as well: there's a BFL seventy one card, and um, there's an Irishman fighting on that. Uh, Dario Sinagogo, uh, Sinagoga even is his name. Um, he is minus two two five. And uh, I've seen a bit of him. He's a very, very good fighter. I know my friend uh, Andy Stevenson interviewed him for uh, over in Sevilla May this week and spoke to him. He's a very well-spoken guy and a very, very, uh, very, very good fighter. So he's definitely one uh, to look out for there. That's just the name I came across here on Best Fight as the the, um, the bets are up here. So that's one I would uh, uh, I would encourage you to maybe <laughs> have a look at. I'm not too familiar with his opponent, but uh, he's a very, very good fighter anyway. Um, Dindy Gillespie card. Um, Obviously, on top of that, we have Diego Sanchez versus Kevin Lee. Now, as I record here, and I've waited as long as I could to, to get the recording out, but I, I can wait no longer. There's no props up yet uh, for this, but Diego Sanchez plus 500 over Kevin Lee minus 800. That's where I kind of expected it to be, honestly. Um, I, I I said on my preview, look, if Diego gets on top and maybe uses his jiu-jitsu, he could get a win here, but that is very much kind of um, how can Diego win. I... I, I think Kevin Lee is is going to win here. He's a massive, massive favourite and he should be. Um, I think uh, he'll keep Diego on the outside, land a lot of jabs, land a lot, land a lot of big shots inside and maybe get a few takedowns as well. I would be... I, I would kind of stay away from Diego on the ground because if he can get on top and he can, you know, catch him in a submission or something, Diego can be dangerous there. But Diego doesn't like to fight that way anymore either. You know, he likes to fight on the feet. He likes to, to throw big shots as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Diego's game will even uh, lead very well to, uh, to to Diego winning that fight. So, yeah, Kevin Lee definitely my, uh, minus 800 favorite there. Uh, Ricky Medes, as I mentioned, plus 450. Ray Barg, minus 700. That minus 700 is massive. That's too big. I definitely wouldn't be betting on Ray Barg at that price anyway. I think that's uh, that's massive. A few of the other bets there. I was looking at Mega Medliev. I think he's a very good fighter uh, against Impa Kasangana, plus 125. Kasangana is Mega Medliev, minus 155. Definitely go for Mega Medliev there at that price. I think Kasangana, just because he kind of came out of the UFC, I think maybe he's a little bit uh, higher rated than maybe he should be. I think Mega Medliev will win that fight and I think that's a pretty good price as well uh, that would have been one of my bets but I kind of um, you know I went for the other props this week but yeah I like that uh, I like that bet a lot um, 
one or two to your run. The heavyweight title fight. Anthony Hamilton plus 375 against minus 500 Kuniev. I watched a bit of both of them this week. And honestly, look, I don't know where Hamilton is at this stage. For his 40 years of age. Uh, a bit long in the tooth. So maybe Kuniev is the bet. But having watched both of their fights and looked at both of their abilities. Honestly, I don't think there's that much of a difference between another... Look... I think Kuniev, if he does... Look, Hamilton likes to wrestle with guys a lot, but he can hit hard as well. If he can keep that fight in the field, I think he'll win it. Because Kuniev isn't a, isn't a good striker. Maybe he's improved since the fights I've seen him in, but the, what I've seen, I don't think he's the best striker in the world. Um, if there was a knockout bet here for Hamilton and the prop there isn't up yet, it might, might be like plus 600 or plus 450 or something like that. I'd have a punt on that, honestly. That might be a, a good flyer bet for the week. I do look Hamilton does come across the cage take lads down in his fights so does Kuniev and it's hard to gauge where the wrestling is I would probably say Kuniev's wrestling is maybe better than it looks uh, in, in his previous fights and if he can get uh, him Hamilton to the ground I think he'll win it there but you know Kuniev should be favourite because of that I would say but I think that betting uh, those betting odds are a little bit long but anyway we'll, we'll see how that goes uh, Darl Harcher is a plus 300 underdog against minus 400 Ahmed Eliev um, and there are you know Nishan Burrell as well plus 600 underdog which is you know and I suppose not surprising at this stage of his career uh, against Ali Sakharov uh, so yeah there are some good fights and that as well Hani Marks minus 220 against uh, Reggie Pena as well uh, there uh, LFA as well have a card this weekend everyone knows Jonas Bilarino at this stage he's minus 115 against Rafael uh, Barboza um, and there are another few names as well on that as well that I'm not massively familiar with but I'm sure people will have a look at them so let's get to um, the UFC and Bellator <clears throat> and have a look at some of these bets and just the straight up bets here even because I've maybe gone into enough props uh, this <laughs> this uh, episode uh, Ankiliev is uh, minus 550 uh, Thiago Santos plus 425 um, I think it's a bit wide I think it's a bit wide like Thiago Santos uh, long term uh, over you know over long distance he's it could be, I think it'll be a close decision here, honestly. I think it'll be a close fight, but uh, who, who knows? Uh, that's why I've gone for the over. Like, I think it's going to be a close tit-for-tat fight. I will, I'm definitely picking Ankalia, but at plus uh, 385, nah, you know, Santos might be might be worth the bet. The Santos knockout uh, is plus 750. That's not bad either. That's not a bad uh, flyer, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't I don't I don't think uh, Ankalia will get knocked out. Um, some sneaky good fights as well on this undercard, and I was look Sadiq Youssef was one I was looking at. He's minus two twenty. Uh, him to win by decision um, is just looking at it here plus one fifty. I like that. I do like that. And like that's one of the props I I I had in. He always wins by decision. I just feel like maybe Caceres will open up a little bit too much against Yusuf and and he'll eat a big shot and he get knocked out. But you never know with Yusuf. You know if I feel like he's one of those guys. If he had an extra ten percent, he could be a champion. But it's just that ten percent that's missing is the big issue for him. But we'll see how it goes. Marlon Morais plus two hundred five against Song Yedong minus two forty at this stage of his career. I think that's right for Morais. But you never know, Morais. He hits hard. He could uh, he could get a knockout there. Morais to win uh, by a KO is plus six hundred. So. Not a bad flyer there. Love the fight between Carl Robertson. He's a minus 135 uh, favourite over Khalil Roundtree Jr. Minus 115. Uh, or minus 117, sorry. to uh, Sorry, plus 117 to minus 137. Uh, Robertson is the, uh, the favourite there. If Khalil Roundtree turns up and he fights 
as well as he can, which you never know with Killy Roundtree. I think he'll win it. So I'll, I'll go for the underdog there. But if he doesn't, he, he won't. Terence McKinney on short notice. He's the underdog again. I picked him last week, even, or the week before. He's uh, plus 142, minus 167, Drew Dober. Oh, God. I, I think Terence McKinney is the truth, honestly. But Drew Dober on short notice is a tough, tough matchup. Oh, I don't know who to pick. Let me know who you're picking in that one, honestly. Because I don't want to pick against Terence McKinney. I think he's that good. But Drew Dober is very, very good, so I don't know. Another Alex Pereira against Bruno Silva, like Bruno Silva, I was looking at he's no wins by submission, so I'd probably pick Alex <laughs> Alex Pereira best on that alone, you know. But Pereira look, Pereira showed in his last fight that he's not great uh at stopping the takedown, but he is very good defensively, like against the cage. And uh well when I say he's not good at stopping the takedown, I I I don't mean that. He's not good at being like comp- really competitive in terms of he'll win this position against the cage and on the ground. But he is very good at stopping the other guy. And if he, the problem with that is if you do that three times, the fight's over and you've lost the decision. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Silva by decision uh, is the bet there. If you like that, uh, that is uh, plus eight ten. That is a great bet. Um, if you like the Pereira KO, it's minus 115. So I would go for one of those, you know. Bet both of those and then uh, you have kind of backed yourself there. Um, uh, I talked about Gillian Robertson, Aldrich. Gillian Robertson, minus 120. Aldrich, plus uh, 100. Uh, Basharat, minus 135, plus 115 for Trevin Jones. Uh, Schmelzberger is a minus 210 favorite over plus 180 AJ Fletcher uh, I like the Marinda Ma- Maverick versus Sabina Mazza fight uh, Maverick is minus 305 Mazza plus 255 Damon Jackson minus 110 minus 110 as well for Kirk Kennedy is a plus 130 favorite over Chris Matinia I like Kennedy in that one to be honest uh, even though he is the underdog I go for Kennedy there uh, Brundage is plus 110 against Liam Buila minus 130 and in a tough one in Chukwi who I really really like uh, who will probably land a big knockout after losing early plus 155 minus 180 uh, Mur Zankanov uh, Din Bellator um, as I mentioned, no props really much up here yet. Uh, as well, I, I gave you a couple of props for the the, the ones I could get. Uh, Barrocks is a minus one, or sorry, a plus one eighty underdog against the minus two twenty Burnell. We talked a lot about that, as we have about the uh, common event. Uh, Anglicus is plus two forty minus three hundred Davis. Uh, John Salter and Johnny Eblen is a very interesting fight. Um, Salter is the underdog, a plus two forty here. Eblen minus three hundred. Uh, I hope this fight goes to the ground. I think it'll be really fun there. But saying that now will probably be a, a three-round stand-up fight. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I'm I really hope that hits the ground because I think it could be uh, could be fun there. Uh, Eblen undefeated, obviously. Salter fought for the title uh, last year. I think uh, JJ Wilson is the underdog minus or uh, plus one twenty-five, plus one twenty-five for JJ Wilson against uh, Rabanov uh, minus 155 making the weight as well JJ Wilson is always the big issue if he can make that um, that might be a good prize I think he's one of their best uh, prospects coming up but he's getting a tough matchup there um, a few more as well Alex Polizzi minus 150 Jose Augusto one t- uh, plus 120 uh, Cody Law one of the massive uh, favourites here he is one of their biggest uh, guys on the way up minus 160 Oh, oh, for him, plus 800 for Adcock. Uh, Jordan Howard, minus two, 420 uh, against Trevor Ward, plus 325. Uh, very, very good fight as well. Uh, Derek Anderson, plus 115 
He is the underdog against the favourite, Coyote Yamauchi, who is minus 145. That's a very even fight as well. I like Yamauchi, but I wouldn't rule out Derek Anderson there as well. Dean Asarova is on the card as well. She's a massive minus 550 uh, favourite there now on against Ashley Dean, who is plus 385. Okay, um, we will uh, we will leave it there. There's a, an FEN card on this, that this weekend as well. Um, Ali Thompson is on that card. He's a big underdog in that. Um, Matthias Pereira we've seen around the place and there's just a few others on that as on Martin Wojcik is on that card he's a minus 500 favourite over Powell Hadass so yeah keep an eye on that one as well but yeah we, I will leave it there for uh, for this week I'll give you a run back through my bets again I'm going for uh, Santos versus Ankalaev uh, the over there minus 155 I'm going for uh, Barrocks and Burnell not to go to a decision not to go to a decision plus 135 uh, Davis Anglicus I'm going to go to a decision a minus 190 and I'm going for Robertson and Aldridge to go to a decision as well at plus 100 and in my flyer of the week my big bet of the week Ricky Bandet has just to win straight up at plus 450 Right, that's it for me. Those are my bets for the week. Thank you to everybody for watching and listening. Shout out to all the team over at Sherdog, John Brannigan, Mike, and all the rest of the guys over there. Shout out to everyone uh, for uh, tuning into this. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.